Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Some good news for history buffs who've had their fill of the sights and sounds of yesteryear. Soon, they'll be able to experience its smells as well. This is thanks to an ambitious project called Ode Europa, which has just received a big EU grant that brings together researchers from a range of disciplines, including historians, computer scientists and chemists, to reconstruct the pongs of the past. Marika van Erp is one of them. She's from the Dutch Digital Humanities Lab. Marika, what sort of historical whiffs are we talking about? Well, basically, as many as we can find. So basically, that could be special scents, mundane scents, fragrant, foul scents. We're looking at tobacco first, for example. This has been identified by our olfactory historians as this is really a key scent. You can also think of things like rosemary. We now really associate this with Mediterranean food. But it's also used in remembrance rituals to ward of diseases. And then maybe also the smell of historical events. Um, so these are really complex smells where loads of different compounds come together. One such thing that one of our historians has created before is the Battle of Waterloo. Um, so really anything you can imagine. And how do you try to figure out what the Battle of Waterloo smelt like? What evidence are you working from? So basically, we we look at paintings and texts. So our team in Germany is specialised in computer vision approaches from art history, and they will try to detect olfactory objects in paintings. Um, so there, you know, you see maybe horses depicted, you see uh, mud, you see blood. Then we also know, for example, from written records that it was rainy that day. And we will try to extract those kind of things from the text uh, that is led by our team in Italy. And then the historians will also help to contextualize that because we also know that Napoleon was really protecting himself with eau de cologne. So there was this whiff of that as well. So we get all these perspectives from these AI systems that we have, and we put that into a database using semantic web standards. Uh, So we call that our European olfactory knowledge graph. And then from that, our historians will be writing encyclopedia entries that really interpret these, contextualize these. But anyone will be able to search that database to get more insights into the past. And so is the goal then to find sort of one over-encompassing smell of the Battle of Waterloo? Or are you trying to break down all the scents into all different kinds? So we will be breaking it down into all sorts of different kinds And then what we also want to do is really bring these smells to the public. So we'll be working with museums, and we have been doing that in the past as well, where you can imagine that you go to a museum, you have a painting, and then next to the painting there's a box and you stick your nose into it, and then you can experience the smell of the painting or a reconstruction of it, because of course we don't know exactly what it smelled like. And also, you can imagine that the context of the exhibition changes maybe which kind of smells we want to put on top of this. So if it's really about warfare, then 
maybe some more metallic smells could be uh, more to the fore or gunpowder. Whereas if it's really about, you know, what the people smelled like, we might bring up those perfumes a little bit more. And, and that's really this interplay between the data, the results we get from the AI systems, the chemical analysis. So if we have samples of objects from that era, then our heritage scientists, they use this analytical chemistry techniques to sort of get the compounds. And we'll also be working with the historians and the museum curators to really see how we can best bring these smells into these exhibitions. Is that the first time that this has been done before? I think in the Jorvik Centre in York, they were trying to recreate the smells of the ancient past. Well, absolutely. We're not going to be the first ones putting smells into the museum. And actually, some of the people, Dr. Cara Verbake and, and Lizzie Marks, that are going to be working on the project, they have been doing this kind of stuff. But you also see that it's kind of niche. So museums are also quite hesitant to put smells into their exhibitions, understandably, because certain compounds that you find in perfumes are harmful to the varnish. So you really need to know what you're doing. As part of the project, what we're also going to be doing is we're going to be evaluating how audiences respond to this. And we're also going to be creating a set of guidelines, best practices, so that other heritage institutions can think about bringing smells into their exhibitions because we think this is a very interesting way of connecting to the past and it might also help to connect to different kinds of audiences that might not go to museums you know if you think of the visually impaired for example if you can you know make the her the heritage speak to them as well that could be an enormous enrichment it certainly sounds wonderful thank you so much marika van Ert.